welcome back to Enlighten Up for episode 41, Tribalism, Labels, Open-Mindedness, and Acknowledging the Shadow Self. Today we're having a very friendly conversation about tribalism and how there are pros and cons to it, but what happens when it starts to go down a negative path? How is it creating separation amongst us all and through the use of labels, really doing a disservice to humanity and how we can all come together as one cohesive unit for the betterment of this world. We're going to talk about the importance of having an open mind, especially when listening to opposing viewpoints and opinions, and how if you are someone who really can't stand listening to an opinion that differs from yours or a belief that differs from yours, how that might be a sign to start acknowledging the shadow self. The shadow self is the deeper and darker parts of us that we don't like, and oftentimes our higher self has a great way of bringing people towards us who represent some of the darker parts of us that we don't like. And so we're going to talk about how this can show up in conversations with people who have opposing viewpoints. So let's jump into the episode and find out what we all had to say. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Enlighten Up. I am uh, one of your co-hosts, Nicole Frolic, and I am here with Michael, Brian, and Lisa. You've got all four of us today, and we have um, a topic that we've actually been wanting to bring up for a while, and it has to do with tribalism and needing to belong to a group versus finding your own individuality and honoring it and embracing it and how we can uh use that in our world for positivity and this was brought on by michael this has been one of his topics he wanted to talk about so michael i'm gonna hand it over to you yeah go it's all yours i wanted to bring this up because i felt especially in our very polarized world that we are currently living in and polarized country for that matter it's probably healthy for us to try to figure out a great way of being able to look within to try to deal without or what's outside. And, you know, I think one of the biggest transformations I've had personally since dealing with co-host Lisa and co-host Nicole and you know, somewhat co-host Brian, he came later, <laughs> um, was more of like the, especially taking the non-judgmental aspect in life has been huge. And when you take the non-judgmental aspect in life, you really aren't thinking about tribes that we somehow kind of came into as we were growing up in this world. And so, I mean, there's a huge potential beauty of being individual that could, I think, in my opinion, really can help the world outside. So that's kind of where I was coming from. Yeah, so I completely agree. And it's, you know, one of the things that I really learned through my journey is, is that Um, your external world is a reflection of your internal world. So, you know, everything that you see on the outside is what's going on inside of you. And so if you're someone who's going through a lot of turmoil on the inside, you're going to perceive your world to be very, very much in turmoil as well. But once you find peace within, then you tend to perceive that in the world and your world shifts in reality. So, um... Is that kind of like in alignment with what you're... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have this case in point with my own family, my extended family, like aunts and uncles and things like that, where politically we just don't get along, but like that doesn't mean 
I don't have love for them. It doesn't mean I don't have care about their uh, things that they say. But like, it's amazing how if I'm not on their side of the fence, they almost take it like an, it's an offense. Where if they're not on what I the the beliefs that I have, I don't look at it as an offense anymore. I look at it as like, oh, well, tell me why you feel that way, and I'm gonna tell you why I feel my way. But if we at the end of the day we don't get a if we don't agree, well, then it's fine. But that's just the beauty of exchanging and having it. And like you look at today's, you know, press, they are making tribalism as something that is making them money. And it's like if you can get people against these people, it's news. Yeah. And, and it's like it's, it's it, to me it's very disheartening to see what's going on in our own country. And, and it's not just happening in the United States. It's happening in a lot of the world. It's just that we're macro-focused on the United States. So it's just kind of disheartening. So it's like what can we do within ourselves, within our own little like groups, just like even just the four of us and then the four of us bringing it outside, just like what can we do to make things better? Okay, and so I this, really, we're, yeah. So we're a tribe. We are in a way. Yeah. I mean, when, okay, let's let's back up a second. I want to rewind a little bit. and the, I mean, the word itself to me is interesting because it's it's a relatively recent usage in a positive way where you say, oh, yeah, these people, you know, this is my tribe. What tribe do you belong to? For a majority of our history, especially here in, in America, I would assume it's been a pretty negative word. Not necessarily. Tribes can be a good thing. I mean, we all learn how to be in tribes early in life, from like kindergarten on. Like we, we start getting into like little mini tribes in, in grade school. The and concept, yes, but I'm saying the word. The word was always a, probably more a negative, negatively used word towards uh, Native Americans and African Americans specifically. Jesus. And then now, that's, that's the thing. I don't even, don't even think about. I don't even think about like race when it comes to that. Like the word tribe. I just think more. That's, of like, that's my point. All of a sudden, it's a different. We're using it in a different way. It's, it's, I mean, I think that in and of itself is fascinating that we just say, okay, we're not going to talk about what it meant in the past. And now it's just about, you know, me. I mean, it doesn't, it's not surprising. We're in a me, I think, a me phase in the world, society. It's all about me. Well, Michael, you were saying that like they're using tribalism now in the media and everything to separate right, people right, but you, that's you, been the you, case for for decades right i'm not saying it's just brand new i'm just right. saying that it's been very heavily i mean politi politicized if you will and you know with our 24 7 news and our 24 7 social media we find ourselves and, and my theory is this, and, and, and this is just my theory. It's just my opinion. But, like, once we came away from religion, which used to be our old tribes, like, were you Catholic? Were you Protestant? Were you this? Were you that? We, a lot of people are out of that. Now they're looking for a new tribe. And a new tribe becomes like, oh, do you believe in this and do you believe in that? If you don't believe in this, you're not in my tribe. If you believe in that, you are in my tribe. Okay, well, here, here's, my, okay, here's my thoughts on this of why that's happening is people need – 
people are continuously looking to these tribes to verify what they feel on the inside versus being okay with it regardless if they find someone who agrees with them or not. And so you have these people seeking groups, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it can it can become um, it can become a bad thing when you lose your sense of personal identity when you go exactly. into these groups. You become that mob mentality. Of yes. Potentially bad cause. Yes, exactly. And so, first of all, we have to address of what's the intention of finding your tribe? Is it so that you can be around like-minded people and learn more of something that interests you, which there's there's nothing wrong with? Or right. is it that you are looking to be with like-minded people so that you don't learn anything else other than what you are learning. You know what I'm saying? Well, just so to exclude the other half. Exactly. So you don't have to deal with difference of opinion. And, you know, so Michael brings up a very good point in the beginning um, that this is a topic that we've actually all talked about that we didn't realize that this podcast was going to be uh, presenting to people that, you know, we have very differing beliefs on the podcast you've got lisa and i who tend to be more fringe and even still lisa and i don't agree on everything but we tend to be you know the fringe two on the show and you and like michael and brian are the uh the skeptics right and then you guys have varying levels of skepticism depending on what the topic is but at the end of the day even though we can disagree with one another and we don't always you won't always see it the way i do and i won't always see it the way you do we still love each other at the end of the day. We can have these conversations. Exactly. And exactly. We, yeah. So what is preventing people, like, for instance, when you talk about with your family, and this happens a lot um, in, in the world, where you have opposing, uh, opposing groups of people with different ideas who come together and either they can talk in harmony and respect one another and learn from one another by listening to their ideas, regardless if they're going to believe them or not, and still come away from the conversation knowing that we're all human, we're all trying to figure this out, and just by discussing things, we open up the idea to more topics and more ideas. Or you have two groups of people who are just at odds with one another and end up hating the other person because they don't believe what they believe. Tolerance. And, yeah, and that's where we're, we're seeing a lot of intolerance um, among differing viewpoints where people just want to shut down as soon as they realize you don't hold the same belief they do. And that's a very dangerous place to be in in our society. Yeah, it seems like it's happening, you know, more and more. Just even with the anti-gun rallies and the Black Lives Matter and women, you know, there's just so much stuff always just, I feel like, trying to divide people. And this is where and tribalism comes in as a division and separation, and it's actually not helping us as a as a human race. It's well, and that's what I was going to say that we're 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 missing the the biggest and maybe the most important tribe of them all. And we're all humans. Humanity, yes, exactly. We like to call it people kind. No, we don't. Cute <laughs> <laughs> people. Cute huh? kind. You can't say human. I mean, if you're from Canada. Well, actually, okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the words because there is a lot of emphasis right now on the words. And, you know, I put out that video a couple of days ago on the law of gender. And I got into a discussion with someone about the use of words and how there's so much focus on these words, which are really just labels. And 
it's not really all these things do is keep separating us further and further like why are we so concerned about the word and it's like it goes right back to what michael said in the beginning if you have discord within there's going to be discord without outside of you and so squeaky wheel gets the grease so explain that further and what you mean according to what i just said the reason we're focusing on words is there's a small number of people bitching and moaning about hey this is the word i want you to use to describe me and it's getting more and more confusing and that's why canada has been doing what it's doing is they're just trying to make everybody happy they're just trying to grease that squeaky wheel why do you think they are trying to grease the squeaky wheel oh god i don't even want to pretend to know why they're <laughs> why they're getting into that but if we if we okay that's a whole nother like avenue that we can go down but just to kind of go back to <laughs> the words i just feel like we're putting way too much emphasis like the words are really ego based right it's our ego of needing to be called this or called that when really, if you're in complete harmony within, it doesn't matter what anyone calls you because you're okay within you. So for instance, you know, Brian and I had this conversation on Friday that, you know, if I am in complete harmony with who I am, I completely feel good and at peace with who like Nicole Frolic is. If someone outside of me says something offensive, what would be considered offensive to me, in reality, I shouldn't be offended. Because I know what they're saying isn't true, because I know within me who I am. And so whatever they're saying, it's just their own belief, and it's not my belief. So why would I be offended? And, true. Right? And so what we're doing with these words is we're telling people, yes, continue to disempower yourself and know that everything outside of you is true. Nothing inside of you is true. And therefore, we need to fix everything on the outside, but let's not think about what's going on on the inside of everyone. Well, I think it's, you know, we've talked about the they, quote unquote, they, you know, so many times in so many podcasts, but, you know, they want us, don't want us to know what our real power is, you know, and that we, we have the power to, you know, control our own emotions even. But if they keep us separated and thinking that everything's on the outside, then that's how they can, you know, keep control. Once you realize that everything, your power is on the inside, you take all control away from anybody. Exactly. So you have these ruling elitists, globalists, cabal, Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, who are feeding this, feeding this trend of making us all look outside of ourselves and focus on everything outside of ourselves so that we don't focus on the inside and harness the true power within us where... That stuff really shouldn't be bothering us at the end of the day if you're good on good with you on the inside. And they've been doing it for hundreds of years. I and mean, what is their number one tool to do this with? Media. 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 The media. Exactly. Well, it's it's everything. It's just. And I'm like, and, 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 you know, healthcare and politics and just everything making you think that everything is on the outside and that you need the outside and you need people to take care of you you know or 
provide things for you and that you're not capable of doing these things for yourself. You woke up in this world where you needed many different gods to take care of you. Mm -hmm. Many different things to make sure that you had a adequate life. But it's it's miserable if you have to go through that, in my opinion. And media, along media is not the only one. You're you're exactly right. I just look at media as like the main. It's the biggest one. Yeah, and 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 well, it's the distribution machine, right? Media is our distribution machine. So programming, you know, just I mean, we say media, and you know, television. Media could also be like schools, universities, all that kind of stuff. Movies. Television yeah. shows, commercials, sports, news, you know, all of it is programming us. Yeah. I, believe. I didn't used to be like this three, four years ago. I didn't think this way three or four years ago. It's just lately, it's not, and it's not just from you guys. It's just from really doing my own kind of like research and focus on, out, on the outside. I'm like, this is ridiculous on what's happening out there. It's, it's, it's so easy for me to see now. But like, it's, the sad thing is, I would say 80, maybe 95% of the population doesn't see it that way. That's because you're waking up. Uh. And, And that's exactly what an awakening is, though. An awakening is when you start asking more questions and you start noticing things that maybe you didn't notice before. Yeah, it doesn't like, you know, whether it be about your health or about government and politics or even television or. Whatever it is, like something just starts to click in you and you're just saying something just, just doesn't feel right. Something yeah, when I realized right. that pretty much the government really wants us to die around 64 and a half years old. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> you know, I feel like I ha- I've had a few awakenings. You know, I had an awakening early on to some things. But then, you know, it's only been the past few years that I've really awakened to more and more and more like just in more in depth and more detail about what's really going on i've always had a really good general overview but like the global corruption yes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so you know i i i think let's let's talk about this idea of tribalism and how important it is to not it's okay to find a tribe that you, you know, you resonate with, you have things in common with, but it's also very important to not have that be your one and only. You really want to maintain individualism uh, so that you know, it, it's it's this fine dance of knowing that you're part of the collective, but also knowing you're the individual as well and honoring who you are and knowing that just because you have a viewpoint that differs from someone else within your tribe doesn't mean that you're no longer part of a tribe. You know, like it's like just to just for like a very simple example, when we you look at so you've got a liberal or conservative, right? And if you have if you're a liberal and you have maybe one idea that's more conservative if you talk about it with another liberal, are they going to shun you out of the liberal group? And it's like, well, what's the point of having all these two groups if you can't think independently and have different varying viewpoints? Why is it all meshed into one group? It's either that or the other. There's no in between. That's that's the trouble with labels. It's like, you know, 
And that's why I hate being called a liberal or a conservative, a Republican or a Democrat or anything. Exactly. Because I, I'm all over the place. And even us four, you can us four in a, in a little microcosm of how we get along. Us four don't get along on not not don't get along, don't agree on certain things, but we still love each other. Yeah. Like for God's sakes, you guys bring up Kim trails. I'm rolling my eyes. But like, <laughs> I still care about you guys. You <laughs> like, see the conversations we have off the air. <laughs> exactly. But this is true, and like so, you know, oh, it's it's so. If there's anything that I think we didn't realize would come out of this podcast, but we're so happy that it is, is that we can show how how incredible it is to have friends or family where you don't all agree on the same thing, but you can still come together and recognize that those beliefs don't define you as an individual. It just, it all it does is it means that you have a different way of thinking. And when you have different ways of thinking, you get to listen to varying different viewpoints from other people. It's, we've talked about this before, how freaking boring would this world be if we all thought the same? That's what robots are for. And so... It's so nice. I mean, I learned so much from listening to some of Brian's viewpoints or Michael's viewpoints or Lisa's that I may not agree on. And it helps me to understand. It helps me to understand certain issues more. It helps to understand myself more. It may change the way I think. Um, and, and But not necessarily because that's a bad thing, but that just helps us expand our minds. And I think that's so important. Wouldn't it be great if, you know how the holidays everyone dreads going home for not everyone but the majority of people like going home for thanksgiving or christmas because you have to deal with your family and you can't talk about this and you don't want to talk about that and you know wouldn't it be great if everyone could just be themselves and that's okay like because it seems like the arguments always come when the other person's trying to force you into their opinion yeah it's like and they're not just allowing you to be where you're at it's like, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. It's like, no, you should be able to talk about this and still somehow be peaceful with each other if you actually love each other. Yeah. And the problem is, though, is that people tie their identity into these beliefs. And so when you tie your identity into a belief, you now set yourself up for perceiving attack from someone when they disagree with you. So it's not just about the person disagreeing with you anymore. It's they're attacking you because you've now identified with that belief. So identifying with these things is a very, very um, slippery slope, and it leads to not many good places, in my opinion. And that's why when people like, I don't like being called spiritual, um, and I did a whole uh, video on like uh, the the dangers of the spiritual box, uh, because you know, I'm so much more than that. There's so many more aspects to me and I don't want to just be labeled as spiritual because that's just, that's just a part of my journey, but it's not who I am as a person. And there are so many other aspects. And when we put labels on people, we assume that because of that one label, they have to be this way. And if they, they have another way, then it co- totally contradicts that label. Well, then now I don't understand you. You're confusing me. I don't get you. And it's like the labels are what Like, who are us. you? What do you do? Yeah. Like, I'm just, op- how about just open-minded? I want to be known as that. Yeah. Just, or I just no. want to be me. I'm just Nicole Frolic. I'm Nicole Frolic. That's it. <laughs> and you can change your views too. You know, you don't, once people get into this, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican, for example, and then they feel kind of stuck there, like Michael said, and you don't, what if you have a view and you, like, you agree with some of what your Republican friends are saying? You're absolutely right, Lisa. God forbid you talk about it. 
I have changed my own views on, on many subjects and subjects that I at one point thought I was certain about, I've changed my views on. But like, you know, if we don't have all the information or if we haven't heard the other uh, objective points to a view that you think you're so certain with, then you're really short selling yourself. It's like, this is why, like, sometimes when you guys bring up something like, um, okay, I mean, I'll just pick on the chemtrails. If I, if I go and, and read and go to YouTube and watch all the evidence towards chemtrails, oh, you're goddamn right, I'm going to believe it. But then I have to go on the other side of the fence, too. Get the other part of the argument. And then I have to make, like, my own individual uh you know, agreement if I believe it this way or that way, or maybe even somewhere in between. And so it's like, we, I think that's just a point of life that we got to deal with. And like, you keep talking about discernment, and this is part of discernment. You're not certain. Discernment means you're trying to figure out what's the, the most correct answer in your own individual life. At that point it. in your life, in that particular moment, you know, because right. your, your truth can change, you know, like as you said, you may see it this way and then down the road, all of a sudden something else just makes sense and it contradicts some of what you believed before. And so now you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe this is possible and I'm starting to see it in a different way. And, you know, what's so threatening about that? That's what I don't understand is why do people feel so threatened? And and this is why I believe the other bad word that we have besides labeling people is using the word I'm certain or the words, I guess. I'm certain this is right. I'm certain this is the truth. I am not certain about shit in this world. <laughs> I am certain that I love you all. <laughs> oh, okay, that, that. But like, like when it comes to like these, 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 these things that we deal with on a lifely basis that puts us in one category or the other. I don't, I'm not certain what the exact answer is. I'm, I can't sit there and go, oh, I'm pro gun. I'm certain that it's the right answer. No, if I had a button I could push, I could make. All the guns in the world disappear. I'd do it. Do I own a gun? Yeah. <laughs> what does that make me? <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is very true. And so, <laughs> like, why, why do we feel the need to be certain? Like, that's very much ego, right? That's ego coming mm-hmm. in of needing to be right. Yeah. And let's face it. We use we use what three percent of our brain, five percent of our brain. So, Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, I, yeah, and that and that's that's just what some people say, but I'm not I'm not certain about that, Nicole. <laughs> well, let's just say we definitely don't use our whole brain at this point, for the most part. Um, and so, if we're not using our full brain, um, which again is only like it's not even it's just like a transmitter, like the pineal glands, like the transmitter. Like our brain actually isn't where all our information is. It's in our, it's in our consciousness, our higher self, which downloads it through the brain and then we receive it. So again, how do we really know everything? Like there's just so much uncertainty out there. Why would you want to tie yourself to one idea and be so certain about it and then totally remove all other possibilities out of your realm? Well, that's an interesting point because... I would say you do believe what you believe very strongly. In the conversations I've had with you, you seem very certain about what you believe. I have certain strong knowings about certain things. It doesn't mean that I'm 100% certain, but there are certain things that feel true to me. 
and they may be true to me in this moment, but I'm totally open to it maybe not being true down the road, maybe the next day or a year from now. Yeah, and I can see that. I mean, Nicole is a very strong opinion on certain things, but I have a feeling if there was enough evidence, she wouldn't be like that stubborn person that refuses to look at it. You're still, you're the same way. Brian's the same way. He's very opinionated. You have your opinion, your beliefs, but you're open-minded. Right, you'll listen to the other, the other side. You listen. Yeah. You respect the person for their opinion. You may make you may make fun of opinion. You may make fun of me when I leave, but you still <laughs> listen. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> this is like I think this is where I get kind of like really irritated in the world in general is because we can get all four of us can get along with different opinions. It's like why can't the rest of the world? And I've made it. A so bit- how are we in the same tribe then? I didn't say we're in the, all in the same tribe. I just said we we have a certain tribe, like you can call it the Enlightenment Podcast Tribe. I mean, but that the tribe is just like some sort of like way of saying we are in a collective, and we sometimes go into a collective just for our own identity sake. But we don't want to rely on. I'm not relying on Lisa, Nicole, and Brian to say who Michael is. Ooh, no. ooh! Something just came into my mind. I have to share it. So when you're in a group that you resonate with, okay, a tribe where people where you're like, yeah, you're my people, you see in them the things that you like about yourself. But the tribes that you don't want to be part of, you see the parts of you that you don't like in them and you don't want to you don't want to acknowledge those. And so you don't want to have anything to do with those people. And so when you're the type of person that is unwilling to look at the darker aspects of yourself that you don't like, you will tend to shut down opposing ideas or beliefs because in a way, because we all know we're all we're all connected. We're all this part of law of one. And in me, I see you. And in we you, all I see don't me. know that you can't make a you can't speak for me on that one. <laughs> okay, uh, master um, from another lifetime who just in this lifetime you're not. <laughs> you know what, Brian? We respect your opinion. Go on, Nicole. <laughs> well, she she clearly said we all believe in the power of one and that we're we all know. one. We all know we're it. No, I do not know that. Nicole, perhaps you just said many of us believe <laughs> Sorry, Brian got caught up in the words, so I'll allow his ego to take that one out. (laughs) Now, hang on now. Words are pretty important. The difference, Mark Twain once said, and I want to remember, maybe I've said this before on the podcast. Mark Twain once said, the difference between the right word and the wrong word is quite a big thing. It's the difference between the lightning and the lightning bug. I think he did say that because I said, do you mean a firefly? (laughs) I know. Do you know? So I didn't until that night with your parents a couple weeks ago, I didn't know that the firefly was called the lightning bug. Well, I mean, you can sit there and say, okay, the difference between a rapper and a raper is one letter. (laughs) No point. The same difference. (laughs) It's about how we communicate. We actually know each other and know what we're trying to say to each other. We can read between the lines and get the rest of the communication that we need. 
but you got to know each other, and that's part of the, what we're talking about today, really. Right. So I'm sorry. Go ahead, but please don't speak for me and my higher self. <laughs> <laughs> Your higher self is actually begging me to speak for you right now. That's, that's another <laughs> another T-shirt that you can mark under my column of T-shirts I've come up with. Don't speak for me or my higher self. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I don't even know where I was. Ta- I was going now. I lost now too. You were talking about how we all believe in the power the law of one. one. The law of one. Oh, okay. Yes. So the this whole idea of so I'm gonna just throw this out as food for thought. You can either take it and absorb it and let it percolate, or throw it away if it doesn't resonate. But I believe, to some degree that when we are refusing to listen to someone uh, because we don't either like what they're saying or we don't agree with who that person is or what they stand for their values, that there is some part in them that represents a part of us that we don't like. And when you're unwilling to face the shadow work, like your 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 darker sides of you, the parts of you that you don't really like, then you will be faced with people like this because it's your way of your higher self trying to get you to recognize that you need to start looking at you and not being so worried about the people outside of you. Because, and the reason why I say this is, is like from my own experience, um, that there have been many times where I used to have strong... Uh, Um, what's the word I'm looking for, where I just would be repelled by certain things about certain people and I just wouldn't want to have anything to do with them. And now I don't feel that way. And I feel like it's because I've come to peace with certain aspects of myself that were represented in those people. And because I'm okay with them in me now, I can approach those people with more love and compassion because I have that for myself. Well, that's the word that popped into my head when you you said that is, well, that's love. When you can... When you can, I guess, be in relationship, and that can be friends or or, or anything, with somebody and the, the things that used to bother you about a certain group of people, and they don't don't anymore. I think that just comes down to love. Yeah, That's but you can't is. you can't love that, that you can't love that part of that or that person until you love that part within you that 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 you used to not like in that person. You know what I'm saying? We've talked about this a few times, and I think it's a concept that's kind of hard to understand that, you know, because we are all one and everyone's a mirror image of ourselves, that when we don't like something in someone else, it's really an aspect of ourselves that we're not liking. And I just think it's it's a great lesson if if somebody's doing something or saying something or behaving a certain way that really kind of pushes your buttons or bothers you, that's really an opportunity to look at yourself and say, why is it that I'm so bothered by that? Yeah. And Brian and I had this discussion a few weeks ago, and and I think what Brian said when we were talking about specific examples is he's just never maybe taken the time to really think about that. Like you mm-hmm. just tend to react. Somebody does something and you react and you react and you react. Maybe you're reacting the same way to the same person. Maybe it's a family member or something every time they say or do a certain behavior. And um, 
you just don't realize that you're reacting and you never take the time to ask yourself why why am i reacting this way and i think that we that's part of looking inside at ourselves that we need to take the time to know how we feel and sit with it and think about it yeah. and and not just be in this reactive type of autopilot programmed mode all the time like well, it's, it's easier and you know we we all we've touched on that a little bit before you know and i and i said why is why is hatred the easier thing and i think it's that i, I think this is this is a part of that equation this is the it's so much easier to just react than to look inward it's easier to hate than love in my opinion Yeah, and it shouldn't be because loving feels better. And once you deprogram, you know, I think we've talked about this as well. It takes practice, you know, to unprogram yourself and try things a new way. And once you start reacting out of love or you start looking inward instead of always looking outside of yourself and trying to blame the other person, well, they bother me. They just do this. And, you know, you're trying to find people that are going to agree with you. Don't you agree? Isn't this person such a bother? Don't you hate when he does this? And and people aren't getting together and saying, you know, what is it about us that is allowing this person to bother us? You know, and that's the work that we have to do for ourselves. But it takes time. And once you do it and you've been doing it for a while, love is easier and it feels a lot better. Yeah, and the reality is is that the more love that you cultivate within, the more you you have that on the outside in your relationships. So it does I've become noticed, easier the more you cultivate it within. I mean, I've noticed over the years since I've been paying more attention to that type of stuff that I, I really hardly ever, I, it's just I can't even remember you know, the last time that I really got upset at somebody else, you know, like I used to get bothered all the time, like just going shopping or to the grocery store, or, you know, people would annoy me or, or like, I didn't understand why they were behaving the way they were not providing me better customer service or whatever the case may be. And I've just completely flipped that around now to where I take responsibility for how I feel and what I'm projecting. And I just, it's a total, it's like, it's just a totally different experience every day. Like I just don't have the same experiences that I used to have. You said something so key there is that you take responsibility for how you feel. And I, and that is something that we, that through media right now is being projected on us in the total opposite that our feelings are um, spun out of control by things outside of us. So for instance, um, someone says something offensive. Oh, it's because they said something offensive and that's why you're offended and you should be mad. And it's like, well, hold on a second. You're telling me that I'm not in control of my feelings then and that they're controlling my feelings and they're making me feel offended. It's not me who's in control. Right. And that's where we have to start asking the question. Why are we being told that we are not in control of our feelings? Because that is a very disempowering place to be. I think it's because... We I mean, already answered the question. Yeah, we answered it. I mean, the media is using more bombastic language against these things. That just makes you feel like you got to stand up or or agree with. 
stand up against or agree with with what they're saying. I remember because when I was I remember early on when Barack Obama won and I was not a big fan at all. Woo-hoo! Yeah, and I was, was like, oh, I can't and I was um, I was just like as um biased as ever. Like I couldn't see what anybody saw in this person and I just thought it was just ridiculous. But like over time, you know, with with the years have gone by and also with the, the you know, assistance of even knowing you guys, it's like I lessened those sharp edges of opinion against things and when i lessened that up it became very easy to see like um a little bit of like hope that like it's not about barack obama it's not about these people that like barack obama it's not about me not liking him it's more about okay we can all still get along i don't like like for example when <laughs> i'm not a, i'm not a big fan of hillary i think she's a murderer but i do know people that love her <laughs> I can somehow get along with these people. <laughs> and give me eight years ago? No way. I'd be like, get the heck out of my face. So I'm kind of like, even like just in my own personal uh, aspect, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of like happy that I'm actually at this point where I can be open to other people. Not like that I'm like going to potentially agree with their opinion, but just the fact that I look at them like, okay, you're a human, you're an individual, I respect what you got going on. You know, Nicole, you said about you know, the, it's in the media now and they're wanting us to believe that we're not in control of our own feelings. And, and you said, why? And, you know, we answered that question as far as, you know, because the powers that be don't want us to know that the powers within ourselves, that keeps us, they're more able to control us and they're more easily able to create rifts between us, you know, whether it be, you know, um, picketing in groups or in fighting or wars or, you know, whatever the case, like keeping the people fighting, keeping them believing that they're separate and believing that the control is outside of themselves. If everybody suddenly realized that they were in control of their own emotions, feelings, health, well-being, all that, I mean, everything would fall to shit. They wouldn't make money on anything. Exactly. And I think like a lot of times, like I think Nicole and I, at least the two of us agree with this. Like we do not like government when it comes like you need government from cradle to grave. You need government to take care of anything and everything in your whole entire life until you die. That is so the opposite of what I believe. I'm pretty sure that's what the opposite of what Nicole believes and probably all of us believe. And, you know, go ahead. I was just going to say I've had a totally difference of opinion than what I used to believe, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as like politically, I just feel like my eyes have opened up to it. Just something that I didn't even see. I didn't even know was there. And, and because of that, I, I understand why people have like, why they really love Hillary. I can understand that and why they, they hate Donald Trump. You know, I, I can see both sides because not everybody sees the whole picture, you know, they ha- or, you know, maybe they aren't informed or that maybe they don't want to believe that these politicians are doing some of the things that they're doing. And, you know, the whole like democratic platform, I feel like I can really resonate with that because what I believe that it is, is that the Democrats just care about people. They just, you know, you talked about government cradle to grave to me. I feel like, well, the Democrats just care about people. They want to have welfare programs and they want to have all these things because 
they care what happens to people. And the Republicans are just evil and they don't give a shit. They just, they have their money and they sit up on their high horse and they don't care if all these little people get anything at all or not. I don't see it that way at all anymore. I'm not a Democrat or a Republican in my mind because I think all politicians are out out for their own. I think all of us would agree. Yeah. Yeah, they're out for their own best interests. But I definitely see where what was being portrayed the manipulation really what was happening yeah you see the manipulation and that's the problem is that what's happening right now with this whole manipulation of our emotions into being offended is that it's putting us into an emotional state where we no longer are using rational critical thinking we're not using our mind anymore to look at different sides of the coin to look at different um, information. Where is my information coming from? Okay, let me get some information from this side. Let me get some information from that side. And then let me analyze it all and just see where I stand then. No, you're so driven by emotion. You're so caught up in rage because you're being told to be so hateful towards one side that you are, your, your emotions have been, been manipulated now so that you don't think. You're reacting. You're only using your emotions. And Everyone who is listening to this should be very concerned if they are allowing their emotions to be manipulated this way. It's being done for a reason so that you don't use your mind to do critical thinking. And when we're emotional, no one makes sound decisions when they're emotional. That's why we've always been told, especially in business, never make a business decision when you're emotional, right? Well, this has to apply to many areas of our lives and I, that's why we be very skeptical of any type of media, whether it's mainstream, alternative, whatever it is, that's trying to manipulate your emotions into a narrative that they want you to believe. That is a true sign, in my opinion, of um, not informing you for the better, but informing you for control. Especially when you're getting your, like for me, when I believe the things that I believed before I was only getting my information from mainstream media really for the most part and when you start you know going to other sources and listening to other people's opinions and points of view and you know I've just I've met so many different people over the last um, three years that have had just such differences of opinion than I had before and I've been open-minded and, you know, listening to why they see things the way they do. And I'm just like, I never was, I never got that point of view before. I and never. that's exactly what is wanted. That's why they're creating the separation through tribalism is so that we don't talk to one another. So that right. we don't share these ideas and come together and talk about it sanely, rationally, without the emotional um, driven uh, you know, corruption so that we don't actually share ideas in a healthy way and kind of realize what's actually going on, that we're actually being pitted against one another for a very corrupt reason and that we actually don't have to believe what we're being told. That's, that's a huge point. I think, I think, and I think if you're real, if you're one of those people that and just politics is the easiest example, if you're one of those people that, is really passionate form and and can't even talk to the other party about theirs and without like just being completely polite and not talking about it at all. I'm not even going to have, then you probably 
aren't as well informed as you should be and you and you should probably go find other sources like maybe YouTube type sources or talk, start talking to people who are on the other side with an open mind and find out what it is really what what is it that makes them see things that way and that's hard to do and become more well-rounded because I, I have to tell you it kind of happened to me by accident when I got divorced because my ex-husband kind of was just one one way and very close-minded on any other views which kind of kept me from hearing any other views and when I started just getting out in the world and, you know, hearing these other views, I was kind of amazed. I was like, wow, like I had no idea. I had no idea. I was just not informed. I think one of the things that I definitely am conscientious of now when I, before I even try to form a thought of agreement or disagreement with anything is, is there fear being, is fear being used in this argument? Yes. And I mean, if you look at like, I mean, we'll just take the latest and easiest thing to pick on is like the gun debate. You got fear on both sides. One side is the fear of your guns being taken away. The other side is the fear of guns being used against children. And it's like you're just these both of these people are both of these sides are trying to manipulate the crowd using fear. And it's like you got to be very careful with fear. It's 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 powerful. And and in, in, in some places it's need to be it needs to be used. But like it, everything that we seems like we have a strong opinion about, it's because there was fear involved. So it's like just I try to make it make sure in my own personal life not to use fear as the main indicator of one way or, or the other that I lean to. I think that's you know, that's, great. It's interesting that you bring that up. And Nicole and I talked about this briefly the other day. But I think it's it's hard for people to know when they're acting out of fear. They think that they're acting out of love or care or, I don't know, something else. Sometimes fear tends to disguise itself as other things. And that people yeah, don't... you manipulate, like, oh, you, you, you don't want to take away guns, so you, you don't love kids? <laughs> like, what? You can just jump right straight to that. You can use the word love, but really you're talking about fear. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good example. Yeah, that's great. The gun, the, this whole gun thing is a really great example. It's like they're using fear to separate people and to control. Yeah, control but it's it. still, to me, at the end of the day, it just comes down to ignorance. I mean, I'm a gun owner. I own lots of guns, and I give them up in a heartbeat. And it's people that 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 talk about the wrong reason to keep it and they just they only use the word well it's my right and it's it just shows a a certain lack of understanding as to why it is you know a part of our part of our government why it is but why would you need to give up your gun what's the point yeah yeah, I don't you're, understand you're a good person and you, you have your why should you give up your guns person. how would you want to do it it's it's just if if that's what it takes to if, okay, okay. I just know it's a place I do it in a heartbeat. So I think I know where you're going, Brian. And I and I said it earlier. Like if somehow if I give up my guns, so would the bad guys. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Right. But and that's not that gonna happen. I, I, like I like I said, I, if I could push a button and all the guns in the world would disappear, I'd do it. Right. If like, if that's, if just not that's the world what it takes to make 
America safe. Yeah, but you can't do that. We don't live in a world. We don't live in a world where that is an actual reality right now. Right. But but I'm just pointing it out. To, To me, it's an intellectual or, you know, it's it's because I can understand and and not just, well, this is, you know, this is my right. And is it people, is it intellectual or is it emotional? It's not emotional for me. I don't care. What, you don't One care about what? Whether you have the right to a gun or not? Whether I have the guns or not. It's, I can, I can own guns and... be able to n- not care whether I have them. And I think a lot of people just, these are mine. It's mine, mine, mine. And, you know, how dare you tell me what to do with, with mine? See, I don't well, see I, it that way at it's, all. It's not a reality that if, I mean, I just don't even think it's a reality. So, like that this country is going to be a safer place if everybody gives up their guns. I mean, I, that's I, just never going to happen. People, people who want to, get guns and do bad things are going to still have access to guns. And right. And I think what Brian's trying to say is he's just not attached emotionally to his guns. Right. Like he doesn't believe like, Oh, it's not a biggie if I don't have them or not, where there's a lot of people in this country and in this world that feel like this is a big part. Like this is how they feel like very okay. protective of their family. I can, but the reason why they do. That. Yeah. The reason why they do is because they're very aware of where the government could go and become uh, an authoritarian state. And that's why the guns were put into the Constitution, that you have the, the right, right to protect arms, your, So you that have, the government couldn't con- yeah. control the people. Yeah, yeah, I think, and I think that that's really important. It really, like, yeah, it really has you have the right to have a gun. But, yeah. but you've got to, you, you have to understand it in a historical context. And I think too many people don't. It's, I also think on just on the flip side, though, Brian, and and again, I don't want this podcast to become a gun debate for God's sakes. But on the flip side, you got a lot of people that don't understand the idea of why people want to have guns. I mean, yeah, you got so true. many people using incredibly ridiculous language on, you know, guns now. Like they don't even understand. They're they're fighting. They're protesting. They're talking about these assault machine guns, and machine guns have been illegal since the 1930s or whatever. And it's like, but they, they still use, they still have this idea in their mind and they're, you know, it's completely been just mismanipulated, if you will, by media and media sources on both sides of the argument. So it's sure. like, there, there's, there's problems on both sides. And yeah, that's where, that's exactly the point that we're talking about today is like, it's you tribal have to go a little bit further than your own, what you think your own tribe is saying to yourself. You got to be individual. You got to look within. I mean, for God's sakes, we we have to keep talking about discernment. That's what that's what it is. It's discernment on every decision you need to make in life. I, I mean, the gun topic is just a, it's just another example, whether it be politics or this gun topic about tribalism. about tribalism. Though, how I mean, if if say I were a really passionate person that didn't want to give up, you know, my gun, big NRA fan, and all that, and and Brian is like, yeah, I don't really care. Like, they can have mine. It's no big deal. I mean, there are some people that literally just can't even get along with each other because of that one topic. Exactly. Like, yeah. you can't even talk to each other. Like, 
they couldn't be, you know, they go to a golf course and they are the same membership or whatever, and they go to get paired up. I mean, this is stuff that I know happens, and they won't be paired up with that guy. No, I'm not playing. I won't be in a foursome with that guy. Oh, be a lot more than golf 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 balls being clubbed around. Exactly, but I mean, these are the things that people just really hold on to, and like you were saying, I think Michael, it's out of fear. Like, yeah. what? What well, guess, is like, it? Well, this is a perfect example. It's like I care about my gun and I care about my gun rights. However, I completely am fine with Brian saying what he said. It's like it's not a big deal to me if that's what he believes. Right. But, and, and why is it that people can't – why are we not doing that though? And it's like Nicole said because we're identifying with these beliefs. They become part of who we are. And if you don't believe in this, then you're, you don't believe in me. Exactly. <laughs> With exactly. me, you're against me. Yeah, if yeah. you're not with and me, you're like, against yeah. me. Like the next time I'm coming to Denver, I'm going to look at Brian going, that asshole wants to take away my guns, damn it. Think about it the whole time. <laughs> right. Or if you're a Democrat or Republican or, you know, something of some opposing view there and you're like, you know, they don't care about children or, or, or um, you know, single mothers that are trying to put food in their kids' mouths or like – you know, whatever. Well, well, like another, you brought up another great example, Lisa. If you're not pro-choice, you're against women. <laughs> yeah. How does that even work? I know. Are you and that's the problem with these labels, is that they just take away, they take away the opportunity to really understand one another and have that individuality, and it's it's really sad. It's a really sad place to see people go because they're in so much fear of their beliefs being attacked. It's like we're walking around with these, you know, badges on like, you know, I'm a Republican, I'm a gun owner, I'm, you know, pro-choice or, you know, whatever the case may be, I'm against gay marriage or, you know, all these things and we just we think that this is who we are and that we're looking for somebody that has these same badges on. Yeah, it's almost like we're looking at, I mean, it really is the theme of the hour here. We're looking at a tribe to describe who we are when that is the wrong, the most wrong thing you could do. You got to look at you yeah. inside of who you are. That's just taking the easy way out. You know, it's you, if, if you only look for the people that are like you, then you're not you're not trying. You know, I, I, I you guys know I love quotes, um, and you know another one that comes to mind. I believe Will Rogers said it: if everyone is thinking alike, then no one is thinking. Exactly. That's so true. And you just, I mean, I have just learned so much in the past few years about how fascinating it is and how much you can learn if you're just open-minded to other people's beliefs if you just respect someone the other person as a human and then just say yeah I'd like to hear why why you think the way that you do you know I might not agree with it but I'm just curious where yeah. you know what is it that makes you believe that why why do you think that that's true I'm right there with you Lisa yeah. and it's been it's been a great thing that I've changed in my life was being mm -hmm. to the other side it's been awesome 
Yeah, and I think that helps us. That brings in the human element. That brings us back to humanity where we start to understand one another as humans. We're no longer like... You're no longer like tied into this identity of a label, but you're actually having that human to human connection of trying to understand one another down to that very basic human level. And I think that's where we need to move back to. Yeah, I think like you said, Nicole, we didn't even realize it when we started this podcast that it seems like a lot of the comments we get about why people like it is because this is we're an example of that and it's i think refreshing to people especially in this time right now to hear people be able to have these differences of opinion and still love each other and and get along and be able to you know actually have dialogue about things that they disagree on yeah it's possible (laughs) it's definitely possible you know i was gonna say just it came to mind so i'll just say it but i was thinking about like dating sites you know, when you like, say you go on one of those dating sites, and you have to fill out your profile, and you, you know, it's certain aspects, like they ask what your political views or religious views or whatever it is that you want to put on there. And I did that when I first got divorced. And I remember and reading, you know, like some of these profiles, and just how people are like, you know, definitely like, you know, no Republicans or, you know, no Trump lovers or, you know, whatever it is and, um, or, you know, no Catholics or, or you must be Catholic or, you know, no Jews or, well, you know, whatever the case is. And it's just so funny yeah. to me because it still exists. I look at like, like I, I, look I at saw Biden and I, <laughs> sorry, go on. No, I was going to say it. And I, I let all that go. I, I lo- learned really quickly that I was just not going to label anybody for anything and I look at Brian and I, we have such a difference of opinion on on so many things. And what a travesty it would be if I didn't allow myself to get to know him just because of one of those stupid labels. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see that a lot because I'm still single and I see that on those dating sites. And um, I saw on one guy's profile it says no Kim Jong-un supporters. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because like Lisa says, you'll see either no Trump supporters or no Hillary supporters or, you know, and, and I saw one that said no Kim Jong-un supporters and clearly it was a joke. And that to me was just funny. Like I was like, okay, someone can actually be, is making fun of that whole thing. You know, just. That would be somebody you would pick to maybe want to go on a date with. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, you're open-minded. Yeah. That's good. You can learn from each other. You can learn so much from each other. As long as you don't have the goal to like, your goal isn't to try to change the other person, you know? You you stay open-minded. And that's one of our biggest complaints too, is we we call the intolerance of the other side so quickly. But you got to, before you're you're casting that stone in that house, you got to make sure you're tolerant to the other side as well. Yeah. Right. Totally. It's not so hard. That was my topic of the week. I just feel like it's very good for our our world to like really try to figure out how to be individual in this very tribalistic times. Well, I'm glad we can be all be an example of that (laughs) for everyone. Yeah, definitely. I'm curious, Michael, 
Have you had mm. any dating experience where like someone has had very opposing views and didn't like what you had to say? Uh, yeah, my there's times where well, yeah, I mean, they didn't last a second date, but besides those, um, I've had relationships where my Catholicism got involved, or being Catholic at the time, and and uh, you know, people have prejudgments of. Oh, you're Catholic, and that means blah 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 blah, and and I'm like, whoa, what are you talking about? Like, for example, my first girlfriend I ever had, she's like, you are Catholic, you worship Mary, you're like, you know, that's like worshiping the devil. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? <laughs> Who's awesome? worship mary and like there's so much like it was like it was just so strong feelings on the other side i was like wow and and so that that does happen um there's also times where uh with my latest ex-girlfriend she just there was one time where it was like because she grew up in a very poor background in a different country and she just called called me out like like privileged white guy that just grew up in a wealthy neighborhood i'm like that's not how i grew up <laughs> but maybe you but that's not how but like she had like such pre-cognizant judgments of like who i am just based off of of what she thought i was so i mean that that happens a lot um yeah. but you know it, it's not like i'm gonna kick her out of the house or whatever and and say no since you say this it's wrong no, I explain to her, and, and I and I find out why she believes or feels that way, and for some reason we can move on. Yeah. So, yes and no, but like dating wise, it's not so bad because, and I I have strong opinions, but like I also tone down my opinions to hear the other side as well. Mm -hmm. And my opinions, and I tell people like I can change my opinion. I've done it before. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. You have you reserve that right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why, like, when people complain about flip-flopper politicians, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with flip-floppers unless they keep flip-flopping back based on whatever the wind's blowing. Yeah, but where like, you, you can see there's an agenda behind it. Like, they just, they're... Right. Yeah. Right. But if they believe one thing at one time 20 years ago and they completely believe something else now, that's fine. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we, I would hope that we're all learning and changing our minds and expanding them to encompass more information. Yeah, and why do people give you such a hard time when you change your mind? Like, oh, I thought you believed this. Well, I did, but I believe this now. Like, why is that not a thing? Yeah. Is that not, why it's isn't actually, that okay? Yeah, that's actually a very limiting way of living your life um, is to – so th this is something that I had to understand through – because my whole thing is about, like, living an un, like in your unlimited self or your limitless self. And – to, to say that you are have no limits is actually also limiting you, which means you're saying you're never going to put a limit on yourself. That's actually limiting in its own right. But you have to be limitless means you reserve the right to change your mind at any point in time because you believe it's the right thing for you. So, for instance, I'll just use a very basic not... Um, like meaningful thing for instance i believe that i want to stop drinking coffee because it's not good for me and so i'll stop drinking coffee 
But then I maybe after three weeks, I'll decide that one day, you know what, I really want a coffee and it'll be good for me because I'll get more work done. I'm really tired. And today I just want a coffee. I changed my mind. That day, coffee was a good thing for me. The next day, no, back to not drinking coffee. Does that mean I suck because I didn't with uh, uphold my no coffee drinking? Well, no, it's just because I realized like that one day actually it was going to help me and maybe it did help me. And then I went back to not drinking coffee. And that's just a, a very basic way of saying like you reserve the right to change your mind at any point because that is the true meaning of limitlessness. And we shouldn't be we shouldn't be making people feel bad for changing their minds because then that's when you get stuck. That's when you get stuck somewhere and you're not allowed to, you know, you feel like you're being pressured to do something when you actually don't want to. I'll give you guys kind of a funny case in point. I remember 2003 or whatever when we went to war with, um, was it Afghanistan? And um, I was living in Portland, Oregon. And I was driving from Portland to visit my, my parents that lived in Washington. And I got caught in traffic. And I was so irritated about the traffic. Because why? It was protesters of the war in the interstate blocking traffic. <laughs> and I was so angry that I'm like going, you know what? I am so pro this war because of these assholes blocking my traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even look at one side of the other. I just knew that I'm pro uh, war with Afghanistan because of these assholes blocking me from getting home. <laughs> it took me like six or seven years to change my mind and like, not like going, you know what? That wasn't the smartest war. <laughs> that was not a good war. <laughs> And that was based on a traffic jam. <laughs> this is the smartest war. <laughs> so that's, like, that's my point. It's like you can be so close-minded on things because of one thing in your life. It's, just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's funny. Well, that was good. good show. Good topics. I liked it. Thanks, Michael. Well, everybody got something out of it. Yeah. So. And so for our audience members, hope this helps, you know, to... I, I, I think that we all would hope that our audience members are experiencing uh, the ability to have conversations with differing opinions, like people with differing opinions or ideas, and that it can stay healthy. And at the end of the day, you all love each other or respect each other at the very least. And uh, I think it fosters that... It fosters that relationship that I think is missing in humanity right now of that we just need to see each other as human to human and not as these labels and um They don't define who you yeah, are. Yeah. So um so thanks everyone for joining us today. And uh of course if you love our show, please give us some love and uh give us a great rating on iTunes or write us a review because that helps people find us and uh pushes us up in the search engine. And we really uh, appreciate all of you and love you very much. And if you need any more information about us, please head on over to our website enlightenup.us and if you want to ask us questions that you'd like us to answer on a show, just send them into our email, info at enlightenup.us. And um, we will be back next time with a new guest, Marina Jacoby, and we're going to be talking all things quantum manifestation, parallel realities, shifting timelines, and all that fun stuff. 
so it'll be a great show so um stay tuned for that one coming up next week uh and to uh brian michael and lisa i love you all thanks for being here today we love you too we love you too okay everyone have a good night bye bye everyone